Welcome to the Locker, episode 42 <laughs> of season two. I am the host, A. White, with my man, D. Styles, Van Howes. What's going on? Man, <clears throat> tired, man. Uh, track is kicking my butt today. Last three days, actually. You should be well rested. You missed Tuesday's <laughs> show. You should be well rested. <laughs> but, uh, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No excuses. What's up, JD? No excuses. But I do have an excuse. But no excuse. I'm getting old. Um, 45. My son is doing the decathlon, and I lost track of the days. I did not know it was Tuesday, and until my I thought it was Saturday, <laughs> because we usually have track meets on Saturday. And um, I am ready for a slashing, bashing. Give it all to me. Even Ann and JD and Jay Hayes and Michelle, both of Michelle's. I got my gloves on. I'm getting that defensive posture. I'm ready. I'm, I'm Floyd Mayweather today. I thought you were either real smart or real dumb. I don't know which one you were. But I still don't know because you either was extremely smart throwing family where nobody could be mad at that or you were extremely dumb and you just forgot. And didn't. No, I'm dumb. No, 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 no. The family didn't didn't interrupt that. I just lost track of the days, man. I, I'm not going to even lie. It, the, I'm extremely dumb. Dumb. Not smart on this one, dumb. But you did double back. You did double back, and you came back with a guest. Uh, a pretty good guest. A pretty that. big guest. You, you, this is you didn't. Hey, hey, you didn't just get one of your homies off the street, man. You dug deep, man, and brought us some brought us brought us some heat. You got, I didn't. You got Adam Lucky. You and, I, and hey, I don't know if this was set up before your poop. <laughs> Or after, but now you, you you set up Adam Lucky to come on with us. So hey, and I'm not in a good mood though. So he he ain't gonna get the kind nice a white that we normally get. You know what I'm saying? So I know you love to throw roses at the guest feet. I'm gonna try to do that, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still a little perturbed about last week when I had to leave the cigar bar to come to an empty uh, locker room. What uh, you said last week? You mean Tuesday? See, you even Tuesday. got your days mixed up. Cause I was, in, I told you I was in the cigar room. Oh, that's so. Without further ado, man, let's just, let's just get Adam in here, man. Adam, welcome to the locker, man. Man, Anthony's pissed off. Van's exhausted. I'm not sure what I'm walking into right here, boys. You are walking into the locker because this yeah. is what happens in yeah. a regular locker room. Yeah, Somebody's right. pissed off at the teammate. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I have to ask you a question first of all. I'm a hat guy. I always wear hats. Times I don't wear hats, people make. So do you know the difference between visors? Do you like the Velcro visors, the stretch visors, the one that wraps around and you pull a tight visor? What, what type of visors, what type of visors do you suggest? And what are the names of them if you do know that? Yeah, I, I am a visor guy. Number one reason why I'm a visor guy, I have a huge melon. So regular hats do not fit me right. The bill goes to the left. The bill goes to the right. It feels weird. Where visor, it's just the right fit. So that's number reason. Number one reason I wear it. Number two, I, I mean, it's just what you, what you what you like. I like t- Titleist visors. They are they're pretty sharp. I like the Nike golf visors. Um, the ones like Kirby Smart wears, Bob Stoops wore. Those type of visors or Neil Brown wore. That's more in my wheelhouse. I would say, not the skinny tight visor like Dan Mullen wears. That's not that's not really my thing. But more thick. Thick bill is kind of, and and Van's got a weird look on his face. I'm trying to figure out what he's going to say right here. (laughs) 
you said all these visor guys, but there's only one famous visor guy that That's I right. know of. That's right. You're you are right. I did miss out on him. Who? Who is it? That would be the Hal Mummy, the head ball coach, or Hal Mummy. Which yeah. One? What? Why you miss these? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Kirby Smart, come on, man. He ain't won nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Head ball coach is number one. Head ball coach is number one. What's your What's your deal with not saying Steve Spurrier? Man, now Van, you told me that you heard the, my thoughts on Spurrier before he came on here, and yeah, he's not my not my, my he's not my cup of tea. I would say, um, but but a lot but a lot of that all that all that started. Um, now Spurrier's a great coach. Like he changed the SEC and he got the passing game involved and all that. And he was he was obviously a hit um, because how quick witted he was, and then he would take shots at Tennessee and whatnot. But I grew up as a fan of Kentucky in the '90s. Like my first game going to Commonwealth Stadium, Kentucky played Florida, and he ran up the score sixty three to nothing or whatever. And then I also grew up watching Palmer kick Kentucky's butt for a lot of years. So I, I have that that is the, that set the foundation of my dislike for those guys. And then it's just kind of grown as I've gotten older with all the Palmer stuff at Tennessee. Um yeah, I mean I just I just do not like those guys. Come on man. You so you telling me you wanted Spurrier to only score 40 on us? Because I he scored 70 on me once. He scored how much more is Anthony? Yeah, you know, you know, that 63 nothing, man? That's 60. It was six. No, I don't think it ever blanked us. I think it was 60 something to 10 or something. It was bad, though. It, was, oh. it, was, it wasn't good smoke, man. It was, mm-hmm. He ain't never thought. Look, he ain't never thought that. That visor stayed clean against us. He didn't throw oh, it down man. on the ground. It got it all dirty and dusty. It was. Well, no, it probably got dusty. If y'all scored on him, if y'all didn't, if they didn't skunk y'all, whenever y'all scored on him, whether it be field goal, whatever, he probably, he probably dusted that boy off. He probably dusted that boy off. <sighs> so, uh, so Adam. We on before we get into the the things, get into deep in the locker, man. You in the locker, man. I see you got KSR attached to your title. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get in this business? How did you get in the locker? Everybody don't get into the locker. You got to be the former player, somebody who got some dirt or got the inside scoop on, on college or pro football, or a super fan. Most of our super fans are female. So yeah. what? So what is that you? What is it that you do? How did you get into the business? Just so people know, and then. First, tell us where your work is at. Give us your handle where your work is at. Then tell us how you got oh, on what you did. What oh, you did. Adam. So now how oh, I man. found Adam is I was, you know, I'm a Twitter guy. And I saw him do some analysis on, I think it was Grand. I think it was during that Lynn Bolton era. I'm like, oh, okay. This guy knows what he's talking about. Let, let, I got to follow him. I don't know how I linked up. Someone like this thing. And um, I'm going to say this. Adam does a great job of dissecting and, and analyzing definitely offensive plays because he, he hit Eddie Grant right up on what he was doing and the changes he was getting into each week with the uh, with Lynn Bolton and the progression. It was nice to watch and, well, nice to see and watch someone who knows what they're talking about for a change. Well, I appreciate that, Van. Yeah, like I write for KSR. Anthony just said you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, as Van just mentioned, Adam Luckett, KSR. Yes, my t- role would be staff writer. Um, I try to take more – I'm not as a, I don't consider myself the reporter. Kind of consider myself just I don't I don't I don't know if analyst is the right word or what I'm really looking for. I just I'm really into football. I'm really into college football. I'm really into X's and O's, player evaluation, all that type of stuff. So that's really kind of in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig how the game is schemed up, I, the strategy of the game, um, and then I try to bring an analytical point of view to it um, with some data behind um, some of the stuff. 
that I get into. And I, I do have a – I grew up playing all, all offensive side of the ball growing up, so I do have a better background in offense. Right. Um, so that that, that, does, that does help lean towards some of my talk or some of my research and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, for, for this role, I mean, I basically just started – uh, I started a, like a small blog um, like seven years ago um, and I've kind of – grown i guess would be the right word um and that eventually got on with ksr and now i'm on with them full time and just kind of writing about football and it's in podcasting 11 personnel me and nick roush um ah. which I would help everybody would check out if you can but yeah that's that's really my story um I, do, I did not have a journalism background or anything like that i just picked up one day and i was like man i could do what some of these people are doing <laughs> Like I think I'd be better at this than some people are. Uh, really? If this, pe- if not to throw anybody under the bus, but if A, B, and C could do that, I, I know damn well I could do it. Throw them, Adam. Throw them so, under the bus. Give so I, I just, names. so I just, I just I was like, man, I'll start it, see where it goes, and it just kind of, I mean, not it wasn't overnight. Obviously, I just kept doing it and doing it. And now it ended up working out. I guess you could say so. That's really, I guess, uh, my background and story in a nutshell. That, that so 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 Adam. So from what you told me that, were you a center or were you a quarterback? I played center and offensive guard. Because you're what, 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 Anthony, what? Am I, you what? gonna say did he play so, so yeah, did he snap the ball to himself like we did doing when you was a kid in the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> no, look, his his knowledge of the game comes from a cerebral approach. So he had to either be the guy who stand at the line of scrimmage with, with one hand on the ball saying, okay, check, I see that's a linebacker. They come in here. Are uh, they blitzing here? He knew. I uh, see what you did there. Okay, that's either one of them. It was, to me, it was I see what you did there. He knows what everybody's supposed to be doing. Exactly. I see what you did there. Okay. See? All right. That's where I was so, going with that. So, so, Adam, we got you in here, man. You're going to be asked some questions that's going to make you uncomfortable. Hey, we're gonna, there's going to be some questions that may even make you lose your role or your job. If you do lose that, contact me. I may have an opportunity for you. I'm kidding. Right. I'm so sad. Why is everybody laughing? Man, man, do you know who I'm connected with? No. Do you know who I broadcast with? Listen, but I'm just telling you this. So, quarterback battle over at UK. Okay. Okay. You got any inside scoop? I got to take. You have any inside scoop on where we are now? Who's taking? Who's taking the first snap? Not right now. When we start summer, fall practice, going into the season, when everyone the first mandatory practice, who's taking the first snap under center? When the ones roll out at practice one in camp, I think Gaywood will be the first guy to take the snap. Now, if you're asking me who I'm picking to start, I, I don't think I'm picking him as of right now from what I'm hearing. Um, now, that's just because Levis has never practiced with the team. I think you got to have to go with a guy with some experience. Now, I think they're all going to get him and – I think it's him and down to him and Levis. Now, I think they're all going to get equal snaps, and we'll see. Um, now, I don't have any inside scoop – it just there's some signs point to it being Levis. Um, some quotes we've gotten from Cohen, him bringing him in as a grad transfer, him having a relationship in New England with the guy who ran the quarterback camp um, that Levis went to, him hooking up, I think, with a quarterback coach, um, private quarterback coach. I think that's a big sign. So I think there's some, there's definitely some things pointing to it being Levis. 
But I do think Gatewood, I think he earned the chance to, for this to be a real competition from his um, from some of the work he did in the spring. So I think if you ask me who takes the first snap with the ones on the first practice, I think it will be Gatewood. But in the end, I think Will Levis, when they run out there against Louisiana Monroe, he'll be he'll take the first snap from under center. So do you think Gatewood's going to get the first rep as a locker room deal so the other teammates – Will not say, oh, this guy hasn't done anything. And so we don't feel right with this guy coming off the street, coming from Penn State and get the first snaps. And Will should get the first snaps. But to so to protect that locker room, he isn't. Or do you think Joey is really going to make Will fight for this thing? I think you would be lying to yourself if you didn't say it was the first. I mean, I think that's a real thing. Now, I wasn't at spring practice, so I can't say okay. how well he did. You know what I'm okay. saying? But And then that could be the case. But I – you. Quarterback's a huge position for 800 different reasons. Um, they, they're the biggest X factors. They're the most important, I think, position in any sport. But also the leadership aspect to it, I think, is something that's huge. Right. Um, you have to be able to lead, you know, 80 other guys. All they all they Those guys need to like you, and they need to be willing to follow you. Um, so you do have to think about how that's going to balance in the locker room. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Gaywood has deserved, deserves that. Um, but I also think that there's, there is definitely some writing on the wall, I think, that it's pointing to Levis. It, I could have swore I saw on your page Penn State article. Mm-mm. Didn't uh, Levis have either quotes or somebody quoted him saying, uh, well, Franklin said that Levis wished that they would have let him throw the ball more because they were talking about how athletic he was and he could run the ball. And Levis said he could throw the ball and he wished they had gave him more opportunities. He wants to show him that he can throw the ball. Was that is that a, is that an article you retweeted on your page at some point? It, it may have been. I don't remember anything off the top of my head. That does sound like a reason he left because they did use him as a glorified Wildcat quarterback. Yep. There was a lot of third and short, let's get in here, let's run quarterback power or some type of read option game. Um, so they really – there was only like one real game or two real games he started where he actually got to play legit quarterback, go out there and throw the ball. So I do think that was a reason he left was he wanted to play, you know, actually throw it and be a quarterback. Um, now, up at Penn State, they, they are – it seems like they were very loyal to Sean Clifford, who's going to be their starter yeah. this next year. And now what – you know, you could say why there was the right pick or whatnot. And also Penn State shuffled a bunch of offensive coordinators up there yeah. in Levis' tenure. So, yeah, I mean, I think the ultimate reason he is at Kentucky is to be to be able to play quarterback, be able to throw it, and to try to prove that he can play on this level behind center. So it kind of seems yeah. like he, he feels like Penn State treated him like we treated Danny Clark. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. let me ask you this. Man, let me ask you this. Van, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got a team mm-hmm. that's struggling. Mm-hmm. Well, they had the one quarterback who just went to the NFL two years ago, Penn State. Uh, start with an S. McSorley, yeah. McSorley, McSorley, yeah. Okay. So, Van, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. From what we just discussed, mm-hmm. he left there because Franklin, which is a great coach in my book, did not allow him to throw the ball enough. What coach do you know that does not allow – do you think and and what is what is it that you heard coming out to Penn State fans, Van? What did you hear coming out of Penn? Have you heard the same thing I heard, Adam? Have you heard the same? What his his value to the Penn State fans? Did, have we all heard the same thing, or am I the only person who heard that he was inaccurate? Who Will's or James Franklin? Will Will from Will? I mean, about Will. I'm talking about on blogs, uh, yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah. He has a strong arm, but inaccurate. However, being a former quarterback. Mechanics is huge on accuracy. So if I'm going to say this, if the guru from Canada can straighten that out, maybe he becomes a little accurate. Now, 
To me, accuracy is an innate ability. Either you got it or you don't. You got it or you but don't. But you can improve. So here's yeah. the thing. We're not looking for quarterback to be 70% completion percentage. Dude, if we can get to 58, 59. But so to me, it's a difference, right? I can throw 80% throwing a little thing, check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. But if you go 58% pushing the ball 20 plus yards down the field, dude, that's all I want. If you can give me the 60, we might win. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. We, we could be in the hunt hunt. Not just a little hunt. We can be in the hunt. If we push the ball down the field, you complete 62% of the passes. Yeah, I think that's where the, the real crux with this offense, I think, when breaking it down, they don't need him to complete 72%. They need him to complete 59%, but average 7.8, 7.9 yards per attempt. They need the depth of target to go up. They need to stretch the field vertically. That's really what it's all about. This is still going to be a run-heavy approach. They're going to be in two tight sets a lot of the time. They're going to use some jet motion, but they are really going – it's a run-the-ball-first operation and then get the play action going and then get the bootleg game going, get four or five, six carries from your quarterback, ask him to throw it 21, 22 times, complete upper 50, low 60%, but hit a hit some vertical shots, get some explosives in the passing game. That's really what it's all about for Kentucky. That's what they're looking for. They're not trying to – this is not Mike Leach. This is not we're running mesh. We're going to dump it off and complete 76% of our passes. This is we just need to hit – some vertical shots. We needed some deep over routes just a couple times per game to get the safeties out of the box so we can control the line of scrimmage and do what we do, which is lean on people in the run game. I think that's what it's all about. And so can Levis do that? We'll see. And what can Cohen do to make the job easier on him? Uh, there were there were times that Grant, I don't think, made the job a lot easier um, on the quarterback. And a lot some of that was due with personnel driven. But what what can the new new coach do? And that's something we no nobody knows. That's something we're all gonna have to find out as the games progress. Man, you just said a word to me that made me smile. I almost I almost cried. You said the overall. How many overall? It was the last overall we ran was against Florida in the swamp to uh, Lynn, Lynn Bowden. Is that mm-hmm. the last overall we have ran? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Is that the last one we ran? I don't remember ever yeah, completing yeah. another overall. Hey, we threw, hey, we threw a bunch of shit. We threw a bunch of shit at uh, Lamar. Wasn't that same year? That one Lamar's year, wasn't it? We threw a bunch of shit yeah, at no, Lamar. No, no, no. That's Steven Johnson. No, we did. Okay, okay, okay. But, but I'm talking about after Steven left because that was yeah, Steven's yeah. only – that was his greatest attribute, throwing a deep ball. Yeah. But when Terry yeah. came, we thought he could throw it too, and he did. That Florida game, dude, Terry had – one of the best games, definitely the best game in his career. That's one of the best games any quarterback had here for a long time. But after that, until you know what, Louisville, he re- he threw a, some deep pass against Louisville. I, but that thought, was, I thought he did. I that thought was Louisville, though. Come on, hey, hey, man. So let's get to Dylan's question. Hey, uh, Adam, what you got? Dylan want to know who we gonna go vertical? Who we gonna stretch the field with? It's <laughs> the million dollar question. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out myself. I just. I, I don't know. It's it's. It, I, I don't know. I mean, they're we're gonna have to wait and see. I know Tay Tay Crooms is a guy. I think they have top and speed. It sounds like they're really pushing. I just don't know if he's ready for it. Um, Epps, I think, has the speed. Um, that foot injury has been a, I think, a big issue for him. Um, so maybe his this is last year. Maybe we can get it. I think when you look at Ali and Wondell Robinson, they're getting a lot of the attention. Um, but this, that's short intermediate passing game. I think is where they can have their biggest, or uh, where they're going to be the biggest threat. And we mentioned those over routes, those deep over routes, and maybe it's something you can get tight end going if you can yeah. get it off, going off the play action. But uh, Van, you mentioned the Terry bomb to Bowden that all, that came off play action. Yep. 
that, that that is a huge part, I think, of this offense. They Kentucky has ran the ball as well as anybody in the SEC, but they have not been able to make teams pay for it in the passing game. Their teams have no worry about getting beat over the top. They they have to somehow find a way to do that. Once they do that, I think it changes everything, not for the offense, but for the team. I think the defense gets a little bit looser, not not as tighter, thinking, oh, we have to get off the field. We cannot let them score a touchdown here. Maybe we can, you know, get a little bit more aggressive. And then it just I think as camaraderie of the whole offense in general, I think it could just do a work wonders for the team if they could do that because they know they can run the ball. They know they can run on heavy boxes. They've done it for the last few years. Now it's all about just getting balance. Uh, look, I'm going to just tell you, you said the two. Epps is the guy. You don't have to be a burner burner to get deep. You got to run great routes and great scheme. And the second one is Upshaw. If, if Upshaw reaches his potential, you can do things with him that Absolutely. you can't do with Rick. So to me, with the way the boots and the play action and that second level tight end coming deeper than the first, you can bring Rick shallow and bring Upshaw deep. Those, those are the ones that I like. The thing about it that people need to understand with the play action, if you have a quarterback who can't take his eyes off the defense and then reread it once he fakes and then gets back up to get his eyes back up the field, you can't run play action. And I think that was a problem the last year and a half is the ability to take your, take your eyes, mesh or whatever you're going to do, read option or whatever, and then get your eyes back on the safeties. I don't think we were great at it. And I think that's the problem that I even think Coyne's going to have. But I think he has a, an idea that Will Levis can do that better than Bo Allen and Joey Gatewood, who are used to the traditional, I guess, RPO, keep your eyes on linebacker and just throwing it right there and then to be able to read the second levels. That's that's my input. Hey, hey, I'm gonna, hey, hey Adam, you go ahead and concentrate on that question about Kravasi and Smoke, but I'm going to say this real quick. That Van, I, I understand what you're saying. I'll tell you this much. James Whalen made a living off of it. I can't say I made a living off of it. I was damn good at it. If I am, and you in defensive backs is are the opposite, the same direction. When I'm running my route, like when I'm coming out of the backfield, I'm looking at the safety and the linebackers. If and you know damn well, if the linebacker looks backwards and take three steps backwards to a zone, he's going zone. I automatically know he's going zone. Three steps into my route. So when you're saying, well, he got to be able to, on the mesh route, he got to be able to take his – no, on two steps, on his second step, he can tell if the backers are dropping zone, coming man, bracketing. Now, the safety is absolutely going to tell you. They trying to get to their position or they coming down in the box. It ain't – It ain't. to me, it's really not that tough. I'm not going to say who I thought the problem was in the quarterback room. Come on, come on. We all know. I'm not going to say that. We were but both I, understand, I understand what you're saying. It shouldn't be that damn tough. Because as a route runner, I can tell in three steps what where my where that where I'm, the area I'm running to, what where it's gonna be. I know to turn inside, outside, cut it off short to keep running across. I know all that just in three steps. Well, you throw his name, you know his name rhymes with coleslaw. So we already know who it <laughs> is. So no, don't don't sugarcoat that. But I'm just saying as a quarterback, especially with with the offense corner is supposed to run, but taking a snap on the center. You're going to have to turn your back. It's just what's going to happen. So is that quarterback going to be able to whatever their running game scheme is going to be, wide zone, whatever, turn his back, fake the wide zone, and then boot and get his eyes down the field and be comfortable making that first. Because some of these kids have not ever done that. That's when you take ball on a center and you just two steps and throwing it, you see the whole time. 
I don't know. It's gonna I be think it's important to remember too, Van, that Jared Goff came from a total air raid background. Yeah. So they they've Cohen's been in the building. Not saying he had a lot to do with, with teaching them. He was down the line a little bit, but the, I, the same tools and tricks I think McVeigh and all those guys used to get him ready to to play this new offense. I think that obviously can't hurt. I'm gonna say this. Remember, those are pros. They got all yep. day. You're true. You're right on that. <laughs> they this they eat and sleep this all day. Um, but I feel good about it because I I. I feel better about Cohen as a quarterback coach than coleslaw. So um, that's how I'm going to end it with that one. Hey, Adams. So me and Van already talked about this a little bit. If we need to, if we need to jump in on you, we jump in on you. Uh, Dylan wants to know, is Smoke the backup to C-Rod? Or when we change change, change the pace, are we going to use – is it going to be by committee? Or you think Smoke's the guy? As RB2, I think Smoke right now is the guy. But the thing with him has been durability. Last two years, he's been banged up. He's had a hard time staying healthy. And so from that aspect, you have to have the next guys ready um, because if, if that happens again. I think Smoke moving to this wide zone, I think that could be a good change for him. I think it kind of fits his running style. Yeah. But what? But we'll see. Um, McLean was a guy we heard a lot of good things about. Didn't really see much last year. Lavelle Wright had a really good high school career there at North Harden. Um, it seems like the coaches really liked him in the spring. Um, so I think they're in pretty good hands there. Tisdale's a guy we has the speed, but we really haven't seen anything. We'll see if this new coaching change did anything for him. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think Smoke is the number two guy, but the durability thing I think should really scare you because he's had a hard time playing these last two years um, through an extended season. So you're going to need depth there. And I think they got some guys, whether it's McLean or Wright or maybe if – Tisdale can take, take a big jump. They got some guys there where I think they should be able to find another option to be ready to go behind smoke. Now, now how many carries are you going to take away from C-Rod, though? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, how many carries do you think the offense is going to have? Because that's really – that's how you have to do it. I mean, Cohen said in the spring it's 25 carries for C-Rod. That's, <laughs> 25 that's good. 25 touches. That's good. So that that's – that's uh that's workhorse level right there. You know, whether that's you know, twenty two carries, three catches or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean there's I, I would expect that listen, my, my biggest thing with offense last year was just uh I thought it was malpractice how they used Rodriguez. I just thought they they just didn't use him enough. That everything should have been based off him and then go from there. Um so but they're definitely I think committed to him being the no doubt RB one workhorse this year. And I'm excited to see what he could do because I think he's been really awesome these last two seasons. That's a lot of. T- I'm gonna say this. If mm-hmm. that's the case, we won't be going three and out very often because to get 25 touches, and you got you're gonna have to get Wandale some touches. Yep. You're gonna have to get Rig and Upshaw some touches. You're gonna have to get Ali some touches. Where the ball is gonna go? Where are we gonna get 70 snaps a game? That means we gotta march the ball down a field. Means you gotta have first downs. You're right. Oh, that's gonna be, dude. That's okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. We don't got to get all them MFers no touches. You saying we know. <laughs> Dude, I played in the spread open offense, and Craig Yeast was the first option. Now, we trying to get him the ball because yeah. he's going to make things happen. It ain't like you named too many people. We need to get uh, we need to get Robinson some 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 touches, yeah. and we need to get Josh some touches. Yes. Everybody else, if no. you are open and these two are for one and two, that's got to be a one and two read. Hold on. Or tight end. One tight end. Yes. If you're going to run any waggle boot, that tight end is going to get at least five touches. I'll say say that a tight end gets seven targets a game. So that's – so look, hold on. So you got seven? He said 25 plus. So 25 is the floor. (laughs) He could get 30 
touches. You know, that's just a ride. That's just a ride, though. That's, that's twenty five rides. So it's another ten that goes to the to the backups. Well, so that's forty something right there. That's a okay. lot. Of, that's a lot of touches for the running back. When when you got when you brought in a guy from Nebraska who's a Kentuckian to come in and fill that void in the passing game, what you gonna get? One thing's gotta get. 10 plus touches. Yeah. Right? You got to yeah, 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 yeah. be thinking nine to 10 targets and a couple yeah. carries, probably yes. easily, I would imagine. So, of those two, you're, you, you're treading on 40 plays <laughs> with two guys. That's a lot of plays, man. Yeah. I, I'm, lo- I'm loving it, though. The, so, so, tell me this, Van, Adam. The, the, the things we're saying is who we got to get the ball to. I don't know if we had this much excitement and knowing you got Keaton up, Sean. You got uh, Josh Ali. You got uh, Wondell Robinson. You got C. Rye ready to. I mean, you. You. I mean, you got players all over the place to get the ball. The only problem is, I don't know why last year they kept saying we can't throw the ball. My problem was, you saying you can't throw the ball. They're not even letting it come out of his hand. I don't care if it's an interception. You can. When they when they were saying last year we couldn't throw the ball. I mean, they literally meant it was glued to their hand. It wouldn't come out. I don't care on the fade route. Three things gonna happen. It's gonna be caught, intercepted, or incomplete. One of the three is bad. Two of the three are good. But they kept saying, "Well, we can't throw the ball, man." Who so, is they though? Who is they? Put some names to the, the info. I don't remember someone saying they. Mark Uh, uh, I forgot his name. Eddie Grant. That's what they said. We wanted to go deep, but we couldn't throw the ball. I'm like, dude, y'all were looking at fade routes. How the hell do you, can you not? You throw that up. Is a, they call it a 50-50 ball, but it's a thirty is a third third ball. Who like has the different things that can happen? Who has the best coleslaw? Popeyes, KFC, Boston Market. I don't like coleslaw. Uh, I, th- I think Go the ahead, coleslaw. I think the coleslaw. I'm, yeah, I'm not a big coleslaw guy either. Okay, well, I think some. I think the coleslaw has something to do with it because quarterbacks were not comfortable throwing any ball. Right, but why would you not? If a quarterback, man, you play quarterback. If a quarterback told, if a coach told you, hey, get the ball out your hand. I did that in the middle school championship game. I told him to throw it. That joker threw the ball up in the middle of the field, pick six. But he threw it, and I was happy. Yeah. Hey. And we still lost by 40. My high, school, my high school coach told me this. Don't you play corner? I was like, yeah, coach, I play corner. So in that green zone, the goal zone, 40 to 40, dude, you don't have great receivers. You're going to have to fit in tight spots. Whatever happens, happens. If it gets picked off, you come back on the, in the next series and you pick right, it right, right back off. That was right. that was my mentality. <laughs> I also think uh, there was I think there was a philosophy there too that I think started in 2018 where it was just like, don't lose the gang for us. Yeah, yeah. That defensive coach is usually that's usually their perspective. You're right. You're we right. Got, right. We got a game record here rushing the passer on the other side. We we got a bell cow running back, good offensive line. Yeah. Don't lose the game for us. Just keep us in there. And I think that I'm not saying like that was all that all with Terry Wilson. There was a I think a lot of, you know, there was a lot of there was trigger shyness, I guess is what you would say. He was he was a lot of he was afraid to grip it and rip it a lot of times. And I yes. think you heard Stoops talk about you gotta have uh, you just got to have a quick, you know, a quick trigger. Sometimes you just got to let it go, and what happens happens. I think that frustrated him. I think you go back to early in his career, he had a bunch of turnovers, and I think that maybe that maybe got in his head a little bit. I don't, I don't know if he ever really got out of that, even as a senior. And I think that it all magnified last year when I think they were having a hard time getting people open for whatever for multiple two reasons, and there was tight coverage, and he just he didn't. He was going back to I don't, don't you know, don't lose it. Let's just eat it. It's kind of better than turnover and. In the long run, that did end up being a 
pretty pretty terrible thing for the offense as they kind of just downslide all. And, all I, season. and I was totally on that, Adam. I was totally I was hundred percent on that train. Both toes, ten toes down on that on that train with you until the first video from Kentucky football from Leon Cohen when he was hot, Mike and Coach Coach Stoops came on there and said. We need to be throwing in tight windows like that, coach. Tight window. We need to, our quarterback got through. So then it comes to me. So if if the coach we're saying that are trying to pull the reins on the quarterback, but then he gets this coach and say, that's what I've been basically, that's what I've been trying to tell these MFers <laughs> before you. He got through in that tight window regardless. Yeah. And so it I'm conflicted because are you telling me Coach Stoops all of a sudden did a 180? Or are you telling me that Coast Law would not allow the quarterback to throw into the mashed potatoes and the mac and cheese and get in that tight window. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Maybe, honestly, and, and this is what I led off with when uh, we were talking about Levis, when I was asking Adam about Levis. Maybe he has seen in practice that you can't, you ain't got the strength, you don't have, you know what I mean? Maybe it's your, your release, because you know when that arm cocked back, you you were unfortunate enough to play against Danny Werfel. Didn't have no cock back. That mm-hmm. thing was right here and there. <laughs> so then that might it, it might have been something they seen in practice, which didn't allow them. But you, I do give you credence because there are three different quarterbacks with the same philosophy. They can't <laughs> all have the same. They can't all have the same issue. So I, I, I give you some points on that. But Adam. We ran over there thinking. I don't know what he's thinking about, so I'm gonna let him think. But Adam, we back to this. They would Dylan wants to know who's our Jamin Davis type defensive player this year. So Jordan Wright, just say it. Yeah. Go ahead. Say it. Unless it's a kid from Mississippi State. Gotta come out of nowhere and be a first round pick. Mm. Don't ask Van. Don't ask Van about him. I know this guy's talked to – I think Yusuf Corker is going to have a huge season. I think he's due to kind of have a big, big season. Now, he's been a two-year starter. He's not necessarily a come-out-of-nowhere type. Jordan Wright has all the tools if he could put it together. I mean, all the tools. And he's kind of slowly – you just look at his career stats. I mean, it's a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here. He could put it all together. That's a guy who could put, you know, a first-team All-SEC season, I think, together. Um, so though, I think those would be my two guys. If, you, if you're looking for a guy who's going to be a star of the defense, you know, it's Corker or Pasco, I would say. And then, but a guy who could come out of nowhere, I think Wright is a sleepy candidate there, especially with how thin they are at the edge. They're going to have to be really invested in him during fall practice and this summer to really get him ready to go um, and really ha- heavily counting on him. So if he can put it all together, I think it could be a game changer for the defense because that could fix your pass rush right there. I'm going to hit you with one, and no one else is going to have it. No one. And I really think the kid can can get there because what I saw in that bowl game, what I've seen, what I've heard is Quadre Mosley. I think he starts opposite Dart and not Valentine. I think he's 6'2", 6'3", 6'2". Long long arms, too. Long Long arms, arms. who can play corner. He reminds me a little bit of your boy Lonnie Johnson. If he runs a 4-3, Four at six two, he comes and have about three or four picks. Whom at Kentucky, you know how I say about this, Anthony. Our corners don't freaking pick the ball off. Right, right. boss man. Got he gets four to five next year and runs a great forty. He can play safety. They got him at safety, so he's versatile. He can play nickel. That's my guy. I'm gonna throw him out there as my sleeper pick of someone who can because. Corner, see, Cork is my dude. I've been on the, I've been his 
president of his fan club a long time, but he plays the wrong position. He plays the wrong position. But Mosley at corner can definitely slip up to the first round. What position do you think? What do you think Corker would be best at? Corker on the next level or for us? Just right. You said, you know, he plays the wrong position. What, what do you think his best position is? Oh, no, no. He plays safety. Is not a – you got to be an unbelievable dog to get a first-round pick in the NFL yeah. right? safety. You got you to gotta be a guy who can come in the box and also get six or seven picks. And I'm not sure Corker is that safety. I don't think he has elite athleticism either. Um, I think he's going to be a great pro, but I just don't think to get a first-round pick. Right. Um, I think you need a guy who's just – crazy twitch muscles. And I think, I don't know if Mosley has that. I'm not sure he's that fast, but if he does with that, with that prototypical body, man, he can, he can slip in the first round. There was a reason I think Jamari Brown transferred. Like he was in the running to get some playing time. Now, whether that was Mosley or Valentine, but there was a reason I think he left. So I think they probably feel comfortable with those three. And Valentine's a guy, I'll be interested to hear what you think about him, Van. He hit some checkpoints, I thought, last year. To come in as a true freshman, to play right away at corner for a coach that's pretty hardcore on his cornerbacks, I think, and is more willing to to slowly bring them along if he can. Um, to throw him out there, he got to start in the bowl game. I thought he he passed some checkpoints there, and he's got you know some good size to him. I think he's six foot, but he's thick. He's right at two hundred pounds. Um, I I like what I saw from him as from a physicality standpoint, especially he plays that boundary corner spot for him. I think he's a guy that in the future he could turn into a, a really good player for them. He raised my antennas in a Tennessee game. I know it was it was garbage time, but you can still tell a guy's technique and fundamentals. He was patient. Uh, he didn't get uh, out of whack when he was a little behind and then the quarterback threw a deep ball. He was patient, didn't do get a P.I. I think the guy can be special. The difference for me is Mosley, is, isn't this his sixth year? Yeah, he's sixth year. year. Yeah. Everything's on the line for him. This right. is it. You got a you got a a second shot, and I think that's gonna get. And I think he's moving to the right position for him. I think he's more comfortable at corner. I think he's gonna. Show, I think he's gonna show out. Now I don't have any any words about it, but I just I like his size. I like his experience, and I like how he played in the bowl game. So that's a guy who can come in, who can be drafted next year and be a first round. Now some that's some young guys who I know. I'm a big guy, Vito. I think Vito has first round draft pick written all over him. But yeah. that, but we got it a couple of years later. Um, I mean, Robinson, the 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 can come back and yeah. I think um, I'm interested to see just the personnel, the defense this year, because to me it seems like it's going to have to be a sub package heavy defense. Like I think you've got to play your five defensive backs. I think most of the snaps because I think that's your that's your route to your best eleven. Um, especially if Weaver's not ready to go. I see six. Six. I, yeah. I, I, I think Vito can play linebacker. I think Vito can play that, yeah. that field outside linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. That Sam, that Sam Nickelbacker. Yeah. Like I think, that. Yeah. And then you bring in the Devontae and play playing the boundary. I I you gotta protect him a little bit, don't you? What's this that? is the SEC. This ain't the old SEC we played in. But if you see a smaller background, and we did that to Georgia with Kirby Smart in the box, the box. We just running, bam. We busting your head eventually. You remember what Marshawn Lynch said? You can't keep taking the hits over in the head over and it's over a defense. and over and over. How would you keep running at them to, to they have to sub him out? Different defense, Anthony. It's a 3-4. You got two middle linebackers. A little bit different. No, I'm saying yeah, off the I'm edge. Not. Run off the edge. You run off the edge. So so now you're gonna have to pull. Uh, are you gonna? How are you gonna get a linebacker in space out with a DB who's not 
scared of contact. See, that's that's why Vito is also you, like, if you like, got that more. speed, you can shoot the gaps in yeah. those power schemes too. It can just blow everything up, and then they're off schedule when yeah. they when they're hitting the edge. I think you could do it once or twice, man. I'm, I'm my belief is my belief is shit, if you do it all game, eventually, I'm telling you, I done played against Mississippi State where I'm like, man, throw the damn ball, man. We trying to run the clock out. I'm like, throw the ball, man. They hit. And name me a team on our schedule right now that scares you in the running game besides Georgia. Yeah, that's it. And even they're they're spacing it out and throwing deep and then run, running power inside. But it's a lot of you want them to run power. I think now you don't want them throwing it deep. Let them let them bang their head right hey, there. In the of the, I, the tell, I, I know one team that busted that ass last year, but Missouri. Yeah, but the one yeah. I would say, they were more outside zone. The one I would say is Florida. I think they're yeah, going to outside zone is still getting the whole heap of the outside backer in space. Yeah. yeah, the one thing the one I would say was is Florida because I think they're going to with Emory Jones. I think they're yeah. going to get back to that old school That's Mullen true. power power QB run game. So that would be that would be the one I think Kentucky's probably going to have to get in their heavy ba- heavy package and defend that. But yeah, outside of that, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no running game, and that's kind of how the college game is going. I think now, but, but, there's no real running game that scares you like that. But and that, Adam, here's the deal, though, right? You put that defense out. That's not your base defense. You put that out when they go two by two or mm-hmm. or one tight end or now if they come and load up in a in, in two tights, nah, you take them out. But yeah. if they come in with three receivers and one tight end, hell yeah. If they come in, we live on that. But Pete, but my, my point is, I don't think I think people with game plan to not do that against us because, okay. like, like you both have stated, that's where I think they that's our mainstay. You give us one tight or no tights, oh man, we eating, we eating. <laughs> we got too many players that can play in space. That's yeah. where the chess match of football goes in, though. You yeah, know, matching up personnel and yeah. Stoops in the past has been very, um, he's been very flexible about what personnel he uses to match it up. He's not afraid to switch up personnel groupings from what my point of view, at least. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I just think it's interesting because they have been, they prefer to, I think to have the two outside linebackers out there and they they would prefer to stay in base nickel as much as they can. And for me looking at them this year, just personnel wise, it seems like just getting nickel and play a little bit more dime than they're used to. I think that's maybe their ticket this year, but we'll see. It's just something I'm going to be paying close attention to those first few games. How, how the snap counts work and how how they're matching up personnel, I think, will kind of tell us what kind of defense they're going to be. Yeah, you you all you have to have a lot of people don't have four safeties that are really good, like right. four safeties and three of them who can play linebacker. You can put Corker down. Yeah, if I was, I was scared, you can put him down there. Right. Put, and he's a thumper, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's no doubt about that. You can put Robinson back in 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 whatever deep quarters or deep half, whatever you want to run. I, I'm just saying, if if that's your best personnel, I'm not. Yeah, running six DBs is not is not what I would love to hang my hat on. But I don't know, man. We got four. Uh, look, Mo Douglas, where is he at? From what but I heard, he's a good safety. But I think there's some good things about Jalen Geiger as a guy to keep an eye on this year. He played in the bowl game. I think did some good things. So that's that's a name to keep to keep to keep uh, in your head. But yeah, the safety position I think is loaded this season. It's deep. So we're gonna break it. I'll break it down before we go into the next quote. I'm breaking down like this. What these guys are saying is, and then Van, no, if you if you if if we come into a third and six to third and four, we got the personnel that can come out and cover the pass, but could also stop you from picking up five or four. So, so now, so that, that's a, that's a great, that's a great thing to have. So then that's where Adam said the flexibility comes in. If it's third and six, third and five, 
Third and five sometimes could be a running down, depending on where you yeah. at. But we could put out personnel that could stop a run. And like you said, unless they come out of two tights or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I, I, mean, I like what we got going, man. Defense side of the ball is where it's at. But uh, I'm gonna ask you guys, uh, Cobb asked, uh, which is on the screen. So Ole Miss, uh, what is it? Jacquez Jones. Is his last yeah. name Jones? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Is Jacquez Jones gonna start? Do we need him to start? Yeah, I think he's your starting uh, Mike linebacker. I know me and Van have talked about this on Twitter. I just I think they are. I think Summerall feels very comfortable with Casey at will, and I think they like that they're slowly bringing him along, like they've done some other linebackers. I don't think they want to put too much on his plate. And I even asked him about this. You know, if he had, could he play for you right now? And he was like, yes, but we do not want to overwhelm him. Um, so for me, you add this grad transfer. And when you look at this guy, this is your old school run thumper. This, like you talked about, like if, who, if you're playing somebody that's going to, you know, jam it down your throat, this is the guy that you're going to have in the game. Like this is what you're bringing him here to do, to thump and stop the run. And so I think, yes, like if you get in the obvious play, he's going to struggle if you're asking him to drop back and make plays or cover in space. But I think – He's your starting man, Mike Linebacker. It gives you a veteran. He has a specific skill set. It's go, stuff the run in the middle. And I, I just think Casey, I think, has a chance to be a good player here. But I do think they're being very careful with him as he develops. And he's going to be a guy that I think is going to play a lot this year. But it, it's going to be they're going to pick their spots, I think, with how they use him. Um, well, well, Dylan is asking Dylan back in with the question. And and I thought the Stoops' first years, it was more of risk it for the biscuit, whatever that saying is. Or do you think this? So do you think you thought you, you guys think Stoops is going to come out this year and bend a little bit, just play sound, play with our base, maybe a lot of nickel with our base when we need to, you know, keep them in, or, or are we going to take risks? Because I thought his first three years, I thought he blitzed an awful lot. Trying and, and, it, and it worked out for us a lot of times. We got turnover, we got interceptions, got him to rush some throws. So do we do are we still in that position where we need a rush and gimmick to get the, the ball out of the hands and wreak havoc? Or do you think we just sit back and just wait for them to make mistakes and just play stop D? To me, it gets back to the strength of the defense, which is I think that's secondary. I think you're gonna they're gonna be very willing to, I think, drop back in coverage. And so maybe that if you trust your guys back there to cover a lot more ground, maybe that calls for a blitz or two at some points, but I think they're going to be very willing to get back and drop in coverage. Now, this member break, I think it's important to remember, like if you're dropping in coverage, there's going to be a lot of holes if you're on if the offense is on their zone 20, but when they're on your 35, those holes are a lot smaller. And so, like, maybe you will give up first downs, but I think Kentucky's got a really good chance to be, like, a really good backed-up or red zone defense because of that, because of that secondary. And I think they're stout enough up front where they're going to – you're not just going to mow over them. So I think it could have some bend-but-don't-break tendencies, but I think it's got a really good chance to be one of those back or red zone defenses that really makes a big impact and gets a lot of stops this year. I, look, man, I play when I play defense, our coach said just make them keep snapping the ball. To me, it's simple football. Make them keep snapping the ball. 18 to 22, 23-year-olds are going to make a mistake. Right. They are going to get behind the chains, and then that's when you unleash. Make them snap the ball. Don't give up big plays. Hey, four yards, that's fine. Four more yards, that's fine. Three yards, first down, whatever. That next one, when you get them in second and long, now – you and you, you in our territory. Now we're gonna come at you, and now we're gonna get you in third and seven or more. 
And that's when we win and get off the field. Mm -hmm. I'm not a proponent of freaking blitz. I know that's what fans like. Oh, we should bring the house. Yeah, but then you get beaten big plays. Make yeah, I'm all for bringing the house if you can man up people on the outside and you've got some guys that can just smother in coverage. Then, yeah, and put some pressure on the quarterback to get the ball out. But I think the game is really – defense right now, I think it's all about limiting explosive plays um, and getting stops when you're backed up in the red zone. That's, that's how you play defense now. And then – Getting some timely turnovers in there. That's yeah. that's that's defense. So right, you you want like you're going to be okay with ten yard, twelve yard, four, three, seven, four, two, eleven, and then then all of a sudden there's less room to operate us the further the offense gets down the field. And I think that's that's I think how Kentucky's built their operation. I think it's the right way to go about things on that side of the ball. And I think that's where you're going to see this year. I think they're going to they're going to be a zone heavy team again. And I think teams could have success, but it's the further they get down, I think the tighter. Um, and better, I think Kentucky's defense is going to get because of that. And here's the thing, fans need to understand. When you run a 3-4 defense, you can play zone and overload one end of the, one side of the offensive line, and it still looks like a blitz, but it's not. That's the greatest thing about the 3-4. You can still bring 4-5 and, and, and have more guys on one side than the other and still play zone way behind and be great. And I think, dude, Pascal's going to be a beast, mm -hmm. and I think Bully is going to be a beast. And all we got to do is push up the middle and bring one easy right guy to just ball out. And that's all we need. Push up the middle. Quarterback can't stand, can't step up in the pocket. Pascal and Wright comes and, and cash in on some sacks, man. Yeah, some worries. Wright's a big key to this defense, I think. If he's good, they've got a chance, I think, to be a really good unit. Yes. Because they have, I think, all the other pieces. They have, uh, I think, the beef inside. They've With Pascal, they've got – a habit creator there on the defensive line that they really haven't had during the Mark Stoops era. And I think he was headed towards an all-SEC season. He might be in the NFL right now if he doesn't hurt his knee against Mississippi State. Right. He was headed – like, no, go if you go watch that Auburn game, he was – I thought – like, you can make an argument he was the best player on the field that day. He was making some big-time plays. He was being a, a menace to that Auburn, Auburn defensive line – or offensive line, excuse me. And then he got hurt. And then after his interception, he got hurt against Mississippi State. He's a guy I think could have a huge season. And so they have that. And then up the spine of the defense, you've got Bully, Square, and then Corker and Asian. Like, you're strong up the middle. And if you, you're going to take that every day of the week if you can get it. And then it's just finding some pieces on the edge at corner and then for pass rushing. Yep. They've got pieces. It just they just need a couple things. If they hit on those, they've got a chance to be really good. I agree. I won't say Adam. I don't know. I don't very I don't know you very well. Nobody's ever told you, I'm gonna tell you. You know your stuff, man. Thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate I, I it. I talk to a lot of sports guys who talk about what they heard, what they you know your stuff. <laughs> this this is no disrespect to anybody. There are a lot of people I know, but you you got a little bit, you got a little bit of that van in you, man. It ain't just <laughs> a, you got a little X's and O's, why this happens, not well, this should happen. Hey, say, so, hey, man, I, 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 I respect your, your knowledge. I respect your game, man. So, hey, Anthony, man, I just, I, I love, I just love ball. I mean, I just love it. I love talking about it. I love understanding why. Like, you know, I think that gets lost um, today. Um, but I think it's something that people will enjoy, and it's, not, it's something I know I enjoy a lot out of. So just getting together with guys like y'all, it's fun just to kick back and talk about it. And I, you know, I, I, I think you all kind of feel the same way. And I just that's what I try to bring to the table. I just it's just I have fun talking about it. This is a sport; it's supposed to be fun. And there's a hundred different reasons why things happen, and I, you know, I just I just love it. And that's that's what I try to provide um, people that follow me, and what I try to show in my my work, my writing, my podcast. And so I do. I, this is a passion for me. There's no doubt about that. 
I appreciate it, Adam, because you have saved me at least 10 minutes of ribbon for Anthony for not being here Tuesday. So um, <laughs> um, I appreciate it because um, I need that because Anthony's going to get on me for probably the next month. And and um, I'm sorry. Anthony. I'm sorry. Give or take a month. Give or All take right, two months. Gonna... Yeah, you might be right. Give or take two months. No, he was, he was, hey, I couldn't interrupt. He was bringing so much knowledge, man. I, I had to let the people give the people what they came for. Give the people what they want. But uh, you, wait a minute. Uh-oh. You have a podcast with Freddie? I do not. Me and Freddie do not have a podcast. He gets We get on every once in a while, whether it's signing day or big type events, we'll get on together. Oh, we're going to have to bring you back on with, with the with the a, a recruiting thing, with the high school recruiting, because this man, Stoops, is doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, man. And 2022 going to be as high as 2021 from what I'm hearing. 2022 might be. Yeah, from a – from just the caliber of guys, just rankings wise, like they're going to have, like, I just use this. Like, I looked it up the other day. They have 11 commitments. I believe nine are top 500 prospects. Tennessee has one top 500 prospect. Missouri has one top 500 prospect or three. And then, like, South Carolina has one. Wow. So, they, so like, you look at competition in the East, they are uh, now Florida and Georgia are on a different level, obviously. Yeah. But, but like with Tennessee down, they've got a chance here from a talent standpoint. And with like Leach not really a, being a recruiter down there at Mississippi State, like Kentucky from a roster standpoint in the SEC has got a chance to get somewhere as it from a talent aspect that they've never really ever been. Wow. Um, I mean, we've jumped here with Stoops, but I think they've got a chance to get even higher. And with this, I think they've made smart moves in the portal with some talent they brought in. Like, you, like this is not going to like a regular person will listen to this. Oh, who cares? Like, Kentucky's got a chance to be like have the seventh or sixth best roster in the SEC. So you so you telling me we can become the Arban of the East? Yeah, pretty. Uh, yeah, something like that. Like, with, wow. Now a lot of this is due to like keeping like South, they got a window right now with South Carolina, Tennessee being down. Missouri is. I think they're doing some good things with Drinkowitz, but Kentucky is recruiting still at a little bit higher level. Like, I just think they have a chance. We'll see how everything goes. Um, but. From a roster talent standpoint, I think they've got a chance to really climb up the ladder here with this with this this little two year period here. So you tell me, Will Levis can be our Cam Newton? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> he's more. Here you uh, go. Here you no. go. <laughs> hey, I tried. All you can do is. Oh, Joey Gatewood could. You said Joey no. Gatewood could. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what everybody tried to say of him coming out of high school, but we'll see. Hey, wow. hey, hey, I tried. I tried. Hey, Joey Gatewood. Nah, I'm not going to say that. I like Joey. I really do. But here comes the butt. Doing no. the butt. No, but. And I think he has the ability to do special things. Why they bring Will Levis there? Well, why would you bring in that guy if you got Joey right here? Who is a veteran? He's not a he's not Bo, who's a freshman. He's a vet. Why would you bring in Will Levis if Bo was that guy? I think it's part of the price you pay when you go out and hire an offensive coordinator. You are handing it over to him, and you're saying fix it. So you got to let him fix it with how he wants to do it. And if it's going out and getting the guy his guides, so so be it. I think Gatewood. It would have been very easy for him to transfer after this year. With everything that's going on, it would have been very easy like to see, well, this this offense doesn't fit for me, blah, blah, blah. He's still hanging around. And he's heard the rumors that yeah. Lewis is the guy. Like he's not like he's not unplugged from the world. He's heard it. Right. But that he's still sticking around. I think that says a lot about him. So I mean, we'll see how it goes. Um, but 
But he's a guy that, man, this is a total change for him, I think. Like, taking snaps under center, how he's reading safeties is totally different than, I think, anything he's ever done. And from what I've heard, he grew a lot in the spring, and he really impressed some people. Now, we'll see. It's easy to talk in the spring. Right. So, we'll see what happens when, you know, real bullets get out there flying in in fall camp. But he's got talent, man. I mean, he's got a bazooka arm. He's big. He can can do some special things, I think, potentially. It's all about – can he put it together on the field? That's what I read linebackers. It's way easier than reading safeties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> safeties can fool you in a heartbeat. Linebackers are not because yep. they got to get in coverage and they got to do what they got to do. They got to play the run or get in the coverage. So it's going to be interesting, man. Ah, well, we come to this part of the show. Adam, man, we really appreciate you, bro. Man, hey, I've looked up. I, I, I do some, re- I try to do research on our guests. We get them on, man. Hey, man, you brought the thunder, man. You were locker room worthy. I was kind of mm-hmm. skeptical, man. You Appreciate little, it, man. I don't see no gray hairs in your beard. Yeah. You ain't got gray. Man, I don't know if you I don't know if you're worthy of the locker room, man. But not yet. Give me, give me a little bit. I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but you did bring hey, you did bring that thunder. Hey, people, man, man Adam, I Van brought him on, so I'm sure Van has an admiration. But after you know talking to him, sitting down, picking man, he's right on. He's right in line with what I'm thinking. Right in line with Van's thinking. Maybe he didn't suit up for UK and put up a bunch of stats. But if you want some inside scoop and want to know, the guy understands what's going on. He understands what's going on on the field. Man, check him out. Man, check him out. One more time, Adam. Man, let these folks know where you can where they can find your work at. Adam Luck at KSR. Find me on Twitter. Obviously, KentuckySportsRadio.com is where all my stuff is. Um, really follow me on Twitter. That's the best way to get in touch with me. And Van, Anthony, thanks, man. Appreciate Work. getting on here. It was fun talking to you guys. We'll have to do it again. Appreciate it, man. Worth the follow, y'all. I'm telling you. Worth the follow. Dog on worth it. Sure, worth it. Go to YouTube. Like this episode. Share it. Retweet it. Whatever the other things you do on it. Man, do that, man. And go check out Adam, man. And check out his work with KSR, man. And we appreciate you again, man. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it, man. Catch you next Tuesday.